Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchers.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 18th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. You should be going to youtube.com slash pitchrest. Why? Because I'm about to, with chat here on Twitch, cover all, not just one inning, not two innings, all of Matthew Libertor's MLB, well, 2023 MLB debut on video, going over every single pitch, breaking it down. I do these every single weekday morning. You got to check it out. Sub to that channel. We're trying to get to 10,000 subs this year, so you can help massively. So go to youtube.com slash pitch Watch that video. It is awesome. Do it at double speed if you want. It's fun. Anyway, we're going to look at yesterday's games and, of course, streaming options for today and tomorrow. So let's start with Sonny Gray. Terrible SP roundup title, Sonny Boo Boo, as he messed up four innings. Two hard runs, five hits, three walks, four Ks. Honestly, I remember Baby's Day Out, and anyone who understands why I'm bringing that up right now, you are fantastic. Uh, <laughs> Sonny Gray, what is going on? Last three starts have been weird. Two of them have actually been negative for your fantasy teams, including this one. One in between that he did all right, but even in that start, it wasn't quite Sonny Gray that we wanted it to be. Let me explain. Sonny Gray... This year, his curveball has been dominant, and also that slider slash sleeper has been much better than it has been in the past. However, last three starts, really not there with the curveball. Uh, in this one, it wasn't very effective. Uh, the, the the pitch in the last one only was thrown eight times. That is, curveballs eight in the last start, which means he wasn't really having his success with that pitch. And without Sonny Gray killing it with his breakers, I don't really buy his success. So it's kind of weird right now. Um, I, I feel like Sonny Gray isn't the pitcher that we want him to be at the moment. And I don't know if it's going to come back. We have seen a volatility in the past from Sonny Gray. And we've seen him have these these peaks and valleys. We're in one right now in a valley, but it could come back just next start or so. The point of the matter here is that Sonny Gray should not be trusted to have his April performance through the entire season. And if he does go on another hot stretch again, I'm saying this to be proactive, saying, look, I don't think that is going to stick if it does. So it might be a situation that you hold right now, wait for about two starts of him getting it back, and then you can sell. Because people say, oh no, this is this is really just not, uh, people think, oh, he just had his valley, now he's back to normal. It's like, no, 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 you know better. Chris Bassett and Garrett Cole went against each other in a fantastic game. This whole series has been so good with the Yankees and Jays. There was a, uh, I saw a, a image. I don't know who, who was saying it, but saying, are the Jays now the biggest rival for the Yankees in the AL East? And I'll be honest with you, a little bit, it feels like that because the Red Sox and Yankees don't hate each other these days. It's not like how it used to be at all. While these Jays series have been so fantastic, I really want it to be Red Sox and Yankees though. Again, but this one, both of them, Chris Bassett, Garrett Cole went shut out frames here. 13 between them, 7 for Bassett, 6 for Cole. It's wonderful. You keep starting both of them. 
Chris Bass has completely removed himself from that first terrible, I mean horrific, start to the season. It's why April performances are not this, are the least sticky of all. And now, yeah, you just keep starting Chris Bass. Same with Garrett Cole. The slider is coming back. Good locations in this one. I believe I had a 30-plus CSW on it. Had about six whiffs. Good stuff. You keep starting both of them and don't think about it. Rich Hill went against the Tigers, and he got the gold star for giving you seven strikeouts, zero and runs, three base runners, and six innings with the win. I mean, it's not that I didn't see that he could do this. It was more of just, wow, he executed much better than you really would think. He gets Texas next. So, Rich Hill is a rare streamer against those weak opponents, and that's it. Ryan Nelson came through against the Athletics, 5.1 innings, zero and runs, one hit. You're thinking, yeah, and of course, it was... It was the athletics. Of course that's going to work. Four walks, six Ks, and Ryan Nelson still does not have his curveball and his slider. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of Ryan Nelson right now because he does not have those breakers. Josh Fleming against the Mets actually started. No opener. Fleming's like, I get, wait, I get the ball? <laughs> now? You want me to prepare an air hour before the game? He came through, 5.1 innings, zero and runs, one hit, four, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm quoting Ryan Nelson. Five innings, zero and runs, three hits, two walks, and two Ks. That's nice for Fleming. You don't want to do this. Cool? Cool. Matthew Libertor, I'm going to watch him all with Twitch chat. It's going to be wonderful. The quickie here is, I mean, oh man, I'm so sorry to use that phrase. Five innings, zero and runs, three hits, three walks, six Ks. I think he has a really good curveball it's fantastic the fastball was at 95 overall sat you know hit 97 98 in the first the 97.6 was the max and then it came down as it often does in a season debut or really a big prospect promotion for a guy i i i i don't love the fact that the slider isn't a big deal you know just five thrown and 20 percent strikes for that slider it does make me worry a little bit about Libertor, but I think you got to add him as a spec ad at the moment. He does get Cincy next, and that could be dangerous. This one was against the Brewers. And that's a much more ease. Uh, that's a great ease into the season. I think the fastball velocity comes down. I, I think it's a little bit of a trap play against against the Reds in Cincinnati, but I think you still have to add him and hope that things get better. Or that he does well for you. I think that's what you got to do. Don't throw a ton of fab at him, is my point. It's a six-man rotation for the Cardinals right now. I think they're going to do that for a couple weeks, and then something will break. Likely, Steven Matz. Carlos Hernandez opened, and it was just a full bullpen game because Kansas City wanted Daniel Lynch to get extra starts in the minors. Daniel Lynch should be back over the weekend, and I just don't really care. Uh, Dustin May, I'm so sad about this. He left with elbow discomfort, and he's expected to miss four to six weeks. Really quickly on this, that's a third of your season if it's six weeks. Could be even more than that if you have fantasy playoffs before the end of the season, right? Don't hold on too long here, especially if you have guys who should be on the IL and you're taking up a roster spot. Because keep in mind, let's say it's six weeks, and then it's going to be like two or three starts to ramp up, so that's actually productive for you. That's really frustrating. The good news, silver lining, is that Bobby Miller may be coming up more aggressively. Uh, I would imagine Gavin Stone gets the first opportunity in a five-man now to take this spot. But Bobby Miller, 
Just had a good start last night. Six innings, six Ks, one earned run. Was sitting 99 to 100 miles per hour in the four-seamer. I wanted to see a little bit more from the curveball, but he did pretty well. Probably one more for Bobby Miller, and then he's up. That's what I think happens, and you want to make sure he's on your roster. Kyle Bradish against the Angels. 6.2 innings, one earned run, four hits, zero walks, and five strikeouts. I'm glad it worked out for him. 7 out of 35 whiffs on the slider. The curve came through for 71% strikes, and there you go. That's why this worked. Can I bank on that happening all the time for Kyle Bradish? No! I still hate that fastball. Too much cut action. I think it's too hittable. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He gets the Mets, and it's the Rangers. (laughs) How do we feel about the Mets offense right now? I don't know. Do whatever you want to do. I'm not going to do it. We have some very interesting ones to talk about. Drew Smiley, Kodai Senga, Brian Bale with 19 whiffs? We're going to talk about all of those and more after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Drew Smiley is executing the Blake Snell blueprint and did well against the Astros. Six innings, one earned run, four hits, zero walks, and eight strikeouts. 48% CSW on that curveball. That's what you want to see. And now he gets some Mets, Rays, and Padres. Oh, gosh. He just did it against the Astros, but man, this it's hard. It, it's really difficult being a Drew Smiley uh, manager just because you feel like it's a Vargas rule. And do you just tough it out? Do you play it based on matchups? I don't know. I really don't. Kodai Senga against the Rays is a cherry bomb. And it's six innings, one runs, three hits, three walks, 12 Ks. It's about dang time. We saw the cherry. The fork ball had, went eight for, thir- eight for 26 whiffs. I can say sentences, right? The real story, though, is not really that fork. It's the four-seamer cutter and slider all performing well. They they did they did good things in this start. And everything was down and in glove side. Now, not everything. That's when he executed. When he didn't, it was scatter plot outside of the zone. Fine. But I will say, Kodai Senga is still a cherry bomb. And now he gets the Cubs, and then Coors, and then the Jays. So, no, I don't want to chase this. I'm really happy. If you happen to go with Senga, great. Wonderful news. PL Bot, believe it or not, PL Bot, our PL Pro projection system that does it daily and weekly, had it as a number one play yesterday. It knew something we all didn't. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. I mean, it's why I kind of love PL Bot because I, I, I recognize very much that my picks and its picks are very different. However, it's only one behind in the streaming battle between us. And it's because it's seeing things that I'm not. Uh, it's really fun. And you only get that with PL Pro. So it's another very interesting differentiator, especially for DFS. Um, go check that out. Uh, and I believe we have a promo code for podcast. All caps. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. 
to get a hefty discount on PL Pro Yearly if you are interested. Brian Bayo against the Mariners. Five innings, one earned run, three hits, five walks, seven Ks, 19 whiffs. A gallows pole. I think three guys had 19 whiffs uh, yesterday. This is what's weird about this one for me, unfortunately. Like, you would think, you would think, oh, he's got the whiffs. That means the slider and the changeup are the thing. No, it was the sinker. He was down a lot with it. And if you remember, with sinkers, if you're missing bats, it's because you're missing underneath it. So it's good it's getting enough of that that drop to get those whiffs. Nine whiffs, 41% CSW. Three more even on the four-seamer as he changed eye level. But I don't think that's sustainable, unfortunately. I wish it were, but I don't think that is. And the slider was 8 for 19 strikes, which is not, I ain't going to do it. So I don't want to start him against the Angels next, unfortunately. Sorry, Bayo. I want I want to believe. I just can't. Mike Clevenger has a really nice schedule. And guess what? He got you a win yesterday. Sure, it was 10 base runners in six innings, two in runs against the Guardians, 5Ks. He'll get the Guardians a second time, and then he'll get the Tigers twice. Like... I feel as if that's going to go two-thirds productive for you. It could go two-thirds harmful, but there's your deep streaming option in my Clevenger. The cutter is kind of being okay now, so it's not really a two-pitch pitcher, but nothing is elite there, which is really frustrating. Edward Cabrera earned the King Cole, if you can believe it. 35% CSW yesterday against the Nationals. Five innings, two and runs, five hits, zero walks, and six Ks. Yes, zero walks. He had 67% strikes on his fastball. Not 50%, 67%. That's a huge deal. Two-thirds curves and change-ups worked well. This is the best version of Cabrera. Problem is, he gets cores next. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't trust that he's going to do this every time. So I'm really sorry, Edward Cabrera. You were one whiff away from a golden goal. I, I He's still a cherry bomb. That's going to be a questionable start against Coors. Nathan Evaldi. Yeah, we knew it wouldn't be a scoreless streak forever against Atlanta. Seven innings, three earned runs, five hits, two walks, five strikeouts. He gets Pittsburgh and Detroit next. So yeah, things are good. Corbin Burns. Ace is going to ace-ish. It's a very poor quality start against the Cardinals. Seven Ks. But eight hits in one walk, like, he got singled out here. The curve is looking good, and that's really the thing to me. The cutter's been good. It's about the secondaries of the slider and the curveball looking good. Those are doing good things. Things are fine. Luis Medina, once again, got a poor quality start. Good job. Got it against the, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Six innings, 300 runs. That's the definition of a poor quality start. Only five base runners. Three hits, two walks, and six Ks. He has two percent swing strike rate on his four-seamer. If you're asking why it's different from baseball savants, because it does not include foul tips. Um, it's it's so strange. So, 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 so strange. Um, I, I just don't buy it. That, like, the, is, is fastball and slider combo is enough? I mean, the changeup and curve went two for 18 CSW. I, I just don't want to do it. Um... Yeah, it's just wild. I mean, like, he throws, he throws enough strikes with the fastballs, I guess. And, like, the slider's okay, and then maybe he can make it work. But, no. Griffin Canning against the Orioles um, was very close to a very, very, very poor quality start, which is 11 base runners in six innings and three earned runs. It was 5.1 innings. But, yeah, three earned runs and 11 base runners. Four Ks. He throws too many fastballs. And I'm not saying that he should just cut back from 45% to 25%. If he's going to do that, that means the other 20% needs to be productive secondaries, and those haven't been productive. So I understand why he's doing it. I think it's just an indication like, hey, if he's going 25% fastballs in the future, that means that the secondaries are good enough to allow him to do it. 
Right now, they're not doing that, so it's a frozen banana. Ross Stripling against the Phillies, 3.1 innings, 3 earned runs, 4 hits, 1 walk, 2 Ks, 50 pitches. I mean, it's just, okay, no. No, we're not doing that. You Darvish against the Royals, 5.1 innings, 4 and runs. Man, Darvish does whatever he does. It doesn't matter who he's facing. He just does the thing. 34% sweepers and 16% sliders, which adds up to 50% of those breakers. But the heater and the cutter combined for 1 out of 21 CSW. It's just so frustrating. I want him to do exactly that with his cutter and his, uh, sorry, his slider and his sweeper. But the fastball and the cutter need to be better. Just be better. Mackenzie Gore against the Marlins did not come through the way you wanted to. Sure, seven strikeouts in 5.1 innings, but four and runs, five hits, two walks. The the fastball and curve combination isn't quite there yet. I need to see a secondary pitch really sore. The curveball is not quite doing it. it it's going to take a little bit for, I think, him to find his footing and really nail down the repertoire, which is fine. What I really like for Mackenzie Gore is that he has the opportunity to tinker as much as he wants through the season. So, I'm excited to see how he develops, but as far as right now for your fantasy teams, I think it's going to be a lot of stumbling. There will be some wonderful moments, don't get me wrong, but for consistency, it's not quite there yet. Spencer Strider against the Rangers, 5.0 innings, I don't know why I'm saying it like that, 5 innings, 4 and runs, 6 hits, 3 walks, 7 Ks, 19 whiffs for a gallows pole. This is what happens when you put him up to SP2 on your the list, Nick. He got the Rangers, whatever, everything's fine. Um, he should have thrown better sliders and change-ups. Eduardo Rodriguez, oh no. Ah, uh, the regression hit. Four earned runs in five innings. Six hits, two walks, five Ks against the Pirates. Look, the cutter was not good. That was everything for him. That was why he was doing so well. And the cutter was 12% CSW. But don't worry, it's the Royals and the White Sox twice. I know it was just the Pirates, but he'll be better. It's We're not out on Eduardo Rodriguez all of a sudden. Remember, everyone was saying, like, oh, he's an SP30 now or something like that. Yeah, okay. Tommen Walker against the, the Giants. What do you know? Had a really tough force first inning. 40 pitches and only two outs. Four and runs, four hits, two walks, one one strikeout. How am I going to butter my bread with this? I mean, it was .2 innings. Uh, 40% splitter usage and 0 for 15 with so 13% CSW. There you go. Like, splitters are volatile. What do you know? Peyton Badfield against the White Sox. 4.1 innings, 5 earned runs, 9 hits, 1 walk, 2 Ks. But against the White Sox, yeah, Badfield isn't someone you really want to be streaming. Austin Gomber in Coors against the Reds. Duh, no. Uh, same with Ashcraft on the other side. It was Coors. Do not overvalue this start and now you move on. That doesn't make sense to me. You should have moved on before this if you were going to move on from Ashcraft. If you didn't, that means that you want to hold on past it. So what's also really weird is they threw 80 pitches and didn't throw a single sinker. While Coors is kind of the place you would want to throw sinkers, because that's generally the fly ball pre- prevention pitch, so the ball doesn't carry as much. It's very strange. Uh, but anyway, Graham Ashcraft, I feel like he's going to have some good stretch soon, and then you can sell him. Uh, Marco Gonzalez against the Red Sox. Yeah, that was just one start against the Tigers. We didn't want to do this one. And JP France, six run runs and 3.2 innings. Very disappointing. It was against the Cubs. It's all right. He'll be better. He gets the Brewers next. You hold on to that. It's fine. He had nine hits. He got singled out a bit. I mean, sure, three home runs also. Not going to be the, the story forever for JP France. Looking forward to today's games. Uh, we have very few of them. Only six games. Julio Urias and Cesar clear auto starts. Yuri Perez gets the Nationals. Can't wait for that one. Logan Allen against the White Sox should be good. Tyler Wells goes against Tyler Anderson. Coin flip, who does better there? I know Wells just got a lot of whiffs, but it was the Pirates, and now he gets the Angels. 
Well, if Tyler Anderson has his good changeup inside of Camden, that could go well. I don't want to start Nestor Cortez against the Jays. He hasn't had his slider, and the Jays are really scary. Taj Bradley is making his return to the majors today in City Field against the Mets. I hope it works out. I think we just wait and see, but you definitely want to spec Adam if he's still out on the waiver wire now. And Trevor Williams is my very reluctant stream pick of the day, but I get that this could work against the Marlins. They don't even have Jazz Chisholm on that team. And the do not start tier, Jose Brios against the Yankees is just too volatile. Adam Wainwright against the Dodgers is not enough of a ceiling, and Tyler McGill is nothing that he used to be as he gets the Rays. Looking forward to tomorrow's games. Shane McClendon got bounced to tomorrow with the Taj Bradley thing. Uh, Zach Gallen, Joe Ryan, Sandy Alcantara, obviously all auto starts. Probable start here isn't as good as it normally is, um, with all of these being riskier than we want. Bryce Miller against Atlanta. Marcus Stroman just got blown up, and he gets the Phillies. Anthony Descafani hasn't had his command last two starts, but it's the Marlins. James Paxson is actually the streaming pick of the day, believe it or not. I really loved what he did his first start. The Padres are very odd, so I'm going for this one. Uh, Reed Detmers against the Twins. I don't really know what's going to happen there, but I'm just going to say if you have him, you start him. Same with Blake Snell against the Red Sox. Martin Perez is a Toby against Rocky Road, but he hasn't been as sharp. And Tony Gonsolin gets the hot Cardinals offense without his splitter. All of this is like, if you have them, I'm starting them. It's my least confident probable start tier in a long time. Questionable start tier, you could say that Bryce Elder belongs in that second one. I just don't really buy what he does as it's sub 90 mile per hour fastballs and the slider isn't really that great. The Mariners could mess him up, but maybe you want to say he goes into the bottom of that probable start tier. That's fine with me. But everything else is like defiantly questionable start. Brandon Bilak, Cal Quantrill, uh, Zach Granke. All of those are just like Tobys and weird matchups. And then you have Johan Aviedo, Yusei Kikuchi, and Michael Kopek as cherry bombs. Oh boy. Not fun stuff for me. Do not start here is Carlos Carrasco, Matthew Boyd, Kyle Gibson, Jake Irvin, all your normal people. I just don't want to start any of them. Kyle Gibson gets the Jays. Otherwise, he'd be in that questionable start here with all the Tobys. Matthew Boyd, we're just waiting for the slider whiffs to return. It's still ill for Carlos Carrasco. Clark Schmidt gets the Reds in Cincinnati. No thank you. Ken Waldachuk, Ranger Suarez, Adrian Hauser, Stephen Matz, Ben Lively, and Carl Kaufman. Who is Carl Kaufman? He might be making his debut for the Rockies tomorrow. He has a sub-20% strikeout rate and sub-10% swing strike rate. And he pitches for the Rockies against Texas. I mean, absolutely not. Oh my gosh. But all right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for the support of this. Don't forget to go to that YouTube channel and check out the pitch video breakdowns I do watching the games with you and talking about sequencing and what they do and actually showing you what to look for when you watch a baseball game. It makes the game so much better. We're going to cover all of Matthew Libertor's start today, but that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock and may your babbits below and your strikeouts high.